is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Going Live Podcast. It's your host, Max Going, and today we're doing some fantasy football, defense, and special teams edition. But before we do get started, we have a lot to talk about real quick, scheduling-wise. Um, I do apologize, last few days, some real-life events came in the way, so I wasn't able to record, but don't worry, those episodes are on the way. We got shortstop, outfield one and two for fantasy baseball players. And then tomorrow, kicking it with Kyle, Friday evening, we are doing a two fifty one UFC 251 episode and the rest of Fight Island episode as well. And also potentially discussing wide receivers three slash sleepers for the wide receiver position. So we got three episodes with Kyle Siegel coming up tomorrow evening, so stay tuned for that. And then... Big announcement on Monday, our first ever soccer podcast is going to air. And to uh, help share the excitement, make you guys familiar with the name and voice, we got our soccer analyst, Alex Zoida, here for you guys. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me once again. Um, yeah, soccer, Champions League on Monday. Today we'll talk about a little football, and let's 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 get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. Um and then also, we are doing a mock draft. Yes. 1.0 this weekend. Yes. So, a lot of football for both both sides of the world. Yes. Um, let's get started. Let's get let's right it. to it. And the first thing I think about when I talk about defenses and special teams is who's the best defense. I think it's mm-hmm. it's it's good to know who the best defense on paper is out there. And as of right now... For the ADP that they have, it's the San Francisco 49ers. And let's talk a little bit just about if it's worth to take the number one defense. Have you done it in the past? Has it worked? Do you have a specific plan going into the draft for your defense? Um, Break it down for us because it's. Uh, I think different people have, have different plans in terms of this, this position. Yeah, so normally – I, I will take a defense before the end of the draft, before the last two rounds when you take your kicker and um, and you take your defense. And that was when Seattle, the Legion of Boom, was a thing. They were giving up like 13 points a game. So for me, it made sense. This year, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think there's too many good defenses out there to where you're going to be okay with maybe waiting till the end. Because the way that I see it is let's be real. Offenses are going to score in the NFL these days. So do you do you want a chance to take maybe a breakout performer in the seventh round as opposed to a defense? Or do you want to go get who – and there's no consensus number one defense this year also. So this year I think I'm going to wait. That is true. That is true. Although the San Francisco 49ers are technically the number one defense off the board, you look around in the major networks – the experts, quote-unquote, they really have a different answer. A lot of people have a different answer. ESPN has them third. I don't have them first. Personally, I think they're more close to the second or third pick. Now they lose to Forrest Buckner. I think it's just not worth it. I think that they are going off the board too high at 127 at the moment. And if you look at the, the – <laughs> you good, little Corona boy? Um, <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, sorry. 127 for the ADP of San Francisco. They lose, quote-unquote, their best player, although he is aging in the wrong direction, obviously. 
he is still a very big impact player. And so you lose a guy like Buckner, and now you have you you have your obvious core. You have the obvious core of Richard Sherman. You have you got Bosa there, mm-hmm. but Sherman's not young. No, and. I don't think you can expect the San Francisco 49ers to do what they did last year. The last five seasons they've been atrocious is probably the right word on the defensive side of the ball. Bottom five in fantasy points for the last four seasons before last year. And, you know, I think where they are being drafted is a little high. I think where ESPN has them at three is is more is more fair. So, for me... Uh-huh. I'm not taking the Niners at number one. I'm not. I'm not going to be wasting the 127 valued pick to get a defense because I think there are a lot of good options here. And we'll start off with my first breakout defense of the season, and it's you know it's a probably a no-brainer, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers; they're very similar to what the San Francisco Niners were last year on paper. Good front four good cornerbacks, good safety, and very good coaching. And so I like them a lot, mainly because their ADP isn't as, you know, it's only 10 picks lower than, yeah. than, than the Niners, but it's still just one less round I have to worry about if my defense is going to be taken. True. And, you know, you got, you, you got Minka Fitzpatrick, you got Cameron Hayward, and now you have guys like Terrell Edmonds and Devin Bush who are really starting to come into their own. I'm targeting the Steelers' defense in pretty much every single league that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I'll have my plan B, which we'll go over next, and my plan C. But I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of the draft season I'm holding four or five shares of the Steelers' defense. For you, who's your number one breakout coming, coming um, into the 2020 year? I mean, I had Pittsburgh as one of mine, so we can just I'll talk about them briefly as well. I mean, they're just young, but they're young and they're good, and they're fast. I mean, you have T.J. Watt, who's making his own name. Much, I mean, we already know the name Watt because of J.J. Watt, but now T.J. Watt's just coming and just taking the league by storm. They trade for Minka Fitzpatrick um, the latter half of next year, get him out of Miami, <coughs> and they still have Joe Hayden. Devin Bush is a good young linebacker. I just like their their defense. I think their defense, they're going to create turnovers. They're going to get sacks. And in what might be a weaker AFC North, except for, I mean, if, if Cleveland struggles again, Baker has been known to turn the ball over, and you have a rookie in Joe Burrow. So if, he, if those two quarterbacks struggle in both the games this year, that's four good games for the defense. So I like Pittsburgh's defense a lot this year. If they come to me, and maybe the 11th or 12th round, I would be tempted to take them. But if they're not there, then there's I don't think there's a defense that I really would be tempted to take. So after Pittsburgh, you have a pretty good bunch of defenses that are going to go soon. Yeah, You got Baltimore, you got New England, you have Chicago, you have Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And out of that five, my favorite is Baltimore. And I'll, I'll tell you three reasons why. Number one, best offense in the NFL. You know, you, you can argue with Kansas City, but a good defense is a fresh defense, and that is That's probably true. rule number one when it comes to fantasy football. If your defense that you're picking does not have a good offense, they're going to be tired. They're going to be on the field a lot. It's going to be a lot harder to make big plays. 
For example, the Chicago Bears of 2019. <laughs> Very true. I mean, they were on the field so much that they had no other choice but to unfortunately sustain some injuries, yep. get very, very fatigued, and just not play to that ceiling that we were thinking they that were Chicago going to hit, had. for sure. I like Baltimore because it's the exact opposite. It's, yeah. a, it's a defense that is similar to Chicago's stature, plus you have the best offense, second best offense, whatever you want to say, to their, um, to their disposal. Let's just look real quick. At the at the Ravens defense, the names first and foremost, you got Derek Wolf. Yep, new acquisition from the Denver Broncos. Beast. He's always been a beast. He's going to be a mm-hmm. beast, especially because he's not the number one guy on that front line because they have Cassius Campbell. Also a beast. And Cal- this Calais, is Calais. Calais I'm so sorry, Calais Campbell. Um, this is the number one move that makes me target Baltimore as my plan B. I would not be the least bit upset if I ended up with Baltimore in four of the five leagues, even if I am targeting Pittsburgh first. Game changer. It is such a game changer. They are now going to be a force up the middle, not only in the secondary. And if they can produce sacks, they're going to produce fumbles. And if you produce fumbles and turnovers with the Baltimore Ravens, they are going to be a well-oiled machine that is just hard to stop. And then you look at their secondary. You got Earl Thomas and Marcus Peters, who... Earl Thomas is a beast. I mean, they're both veterans. They're both very savvy veterans, and they've both done this for a very long time. They know what they have as that unit in Baltimore. They went there specifically. They signed the extension specifically because they trust that team. I trust that team. And to to make things even better... Patrick Queen is no, you know, that linebacker group in Matthew Juden, Patrick Queen, and uh, and Fort, I forget his first name. LJ. LJ Fort. Man, I mean, that's not the best linebacker group in the NFL, but if that's the linebacker group you have and it's your weakest link in terms of your defense, whew, they're yeah. going to be a real problem. So I like Baltimore, obviously, going forward. ADP right now at, at 144. So you're looking at you know two rounds maybe mm-hmm. later than, than what you would do if you're taking the San Francisco 49ers. And to me, that's just a better deal. It's just a much better value, both Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore. I'd, I'd much rather have than San Francisco. So any other breakout defenses that you want to talk um, about? Yeah, I had Baltimore written down, but I also had I had New England. Um, who prior to last week I wouldn't have picked them because they would have been one of those teams that had an awful quarterback and they're going to be on the field a lot. But now that they go and get a Cam Newton, he's not going to necessarily have the time of possession like Tom Brady is. He doesn't want to play that slow. No one will. But but you're getting now an experienced quarterback who, if he's on, doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and you're adding it to a defense that – and you're giving him a defense last year that w- we saw what the New England defense special teams was really capable of. Now I very well could be falling into another Chicago Bears trap of 2019 to where you think that, and then with quarterback play that you've seen in the past. But I like them, and they didn't really lose anybody. So Yeah, not really. And, and, you, know, and you know it's a Bill here, Belichick so. coach team. Yeah, I was just going to so say that. So yeah. you know they're going to they're gonna take their pride on defense. Cam Newton's going to run the ball a lot. Run, 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 run. And they're going to control the tempo of the game. And if a team and if they're if they're efficient, teams are going to have to pass. But you already know that Stephon Gilmore is going to hold down his side. So you're essentially playing against half the field. 
So I, that would be another breakout defense that I have. Yeah, you lose Jamie Collins, um, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. As a Patriots fan, that's probably the biggest loss of the offseason. Ironically, obviously, Tom Brady is a huge loss, but you knew it would have to end at some point. Losing Jamie Collins to the Lions is like, man, that's exactly he's going to work so well in Detroit. So as New England fans, we are definitely going to miss his presence up the middle. But with that being said, it's still Bill Belichick. It's still Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, excuse me. And they're still going to be very good. And yep. the thing is, even if you do, you know, even if you are worried, I should say, about the potential fact that New England could bust this year, um, along, you know, if you're comparing them to the Chicago defense of last year, the the fact of the matter is they're the fifth defense off the board. They're 142. If you take a defense in the 14th round, you're really not risking anything. Yeah, exactly. And so that is a it's a it's a pick that makes sense mainly due to the fact that what else are you gonna do? Yep. You know, you're gonna pick a kicker or you're gonna pick a defense. So um, there will always be there will probably always be a better value defense come to the end of the 2020 year hindsight. But you know, you look at track record. New England is going to be up there for yep. sure. Um, so let's move on to our sleeper edition, and this one for me is is very very interesting. I'll I'll let you start it. I'll let you start it because I like your pick. But this one, th- there's a lot of sleepers. There's yep. a lot of sleeper so, defenses out there that you can get pretty much off the waiver wire at the end of the draft. So I have seven written down just off first thoughts, um, and I'll list those seven, and then I'll tell you that, and then I'll tell you the two that I really like this year. So I wrote down the Jets, the Bills, the Colts, the Saints, the Panthers, Cleveland, and Denver. Um, but the two that I really th- like as sleepers is I like the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, and I like Buffalo. They had a really good, great defense last year. We're not so I'm not saying that they're they're coming from the darkness into the top five or three defenses this season, but I am expecting them to take a jump up. Now you're not playing against Tom Brady twice twice a year. We've seen Sam Darnold play football. We know that he still can't play football. And we don't know who's going to play quarterback in Miami. Is Tua healthy? If not, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we know, loves to throw loves to throw the ball. Yeah. So, And the Bills love to get after the quarterback. And they're good at it. And they know their identity and they stick to it. Sacks and interceptions. they got a lockdown corner in Tredavious, right, or Tredavious White. Excuse me. He is a beast. He locks down one side of the field again. And they also have a Josh Norman, right? And they got Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. But their line is is where I love them. They have Trent Murphy, Jerry Hughes, Quinn Jefferson, Ed Oliver, and their linebacking core, Tremaine Edmonds, looks like a beast. So I like ball, I like Buffalo for that. Now the Jets, if 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 they can learn how to hold on to the ball on offense. <laughs> And they can stay healthy because they were a top 10 defense last year, but they didn't have C.J. Mosley. Yeah. So now if you put your quarterback on defense healthy the whole year, and he's saying he's 100% healthy, he's ready to go. If you can keep him healthy, you keep Jamal Adams, you give him the money that he so willingly has earned and deserves, you give him his payday. Now you're talking that you might be able to actually compete in some games. And if you can compete, Greg uh, Williams <laughs> loves his defense. Yep. He, he's, he's a maniac. Yep. So, 
Maybe I'm thinking optimistically about the Jets. That's fine. But hey, That's fair. I got to talk about positive about them somehow. <laughs> what do you think? All right, so let's uh, let's talk about it then, because there's only one one real question here that 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 matters at the end of the day. The New York Jets are a only going to be a good team, and b only going to be fantasy relevant if Jamal Adams is yes. not traded. Do you think he'll be traded? <sighs> I because it's it, I, I don't it, know. It really doesn't look good right now. I know, but I don't know. I mean, you got to pay him. Yes. You have to pay him. Someone's going to pay him. You have to give him the money. Someone's going to pay him. Technically, not technically, he is the best safety in the NFL. As I've said on prior broadcasts, yeah, you passed up on a chance at Deshaun Watson. To take this man. Yeah, and now you're not going to pay him. And now you're not going to give him the money. Why? Makes what was the point of taking him in the first place when yeah. you ha- when you know you could have had a quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years? I agree. Pay the man, and let's just win some ball games. Look, he's, he's the anchor of your defense, if not the anchor of your team. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, like, they have to. They really do. And it doesn't look good right now. It does not. But at the end of the day, my gut is saying that they actually will sign him and that he will stay. Yep. Around five years probably is the contract I'm I'm predi- predicting. Because as you said, it would just be a, a huge loss uh, to get nothing for him, spe- specifically if he walks. If you, if you have the contract dispute for a year and he walks in the offseason, you've, you've done something to really go in the wrong direction as an organization. So... Well, real quick. Yeah. As of 41 minutes ago, the Seahawks are one of the teams that have reached out about the availability of Jamal Adams. You put Jamal Adams on the Seahawks, they're probably the best defense in the league. Very Just well. saying it. So let's move on to my sleeper. And uh, this one's real interesting for me because you have a lot of major networks, a lot of analysts calling for the Indianapolis Colts to be a top five defense in fantasy this year. I could not agree more. I think the Indianapolis Colts are much better as a unit, first and foremost, but trending in the right direction, most importantly. And you have them off the board in most drafts as the 11th defense and in total they're off the board at 218. So we're looking at you know, waiver wire pickups. Let's take a look at their team real quick because you you add a guy like the Forrest Buckner, right? Yeah. You have Justin Houston, right? Uh-huh. To go along with Darius Leonard. Now let's let's make it very clear. Darius Leonard is a top three linebacker in the NFL. Led the league in tackles two years ago. Had a sophomore slump last year, I guess you can call it. To his expectations, it was a slump. It was still a very good year, 100-plus tackles. What am I missing here? You got Malik Hooker playing safety. Why is this team going off the board so late? Do you have an answer? Because I really don't. I just maybe I mean, because they don't think they're going to get enough turnovers. That might, be, that might be a little bit true. But... They finished 13th in fantasy points each of the last two seasons. Okay? Yep. You add, you add Buckner. 
Finishing top 10 interceptions each of the last two seasons. But 15th or worse in sacks each of the past five seasons. So you have a very good secondary, obviously, based on the statistics. They just can't get after the quarterback. Can't get after the quarterback. Now you add a guy who can get after the quarterback. True. And for me, you're telling me that they are a top 13 team in fantasy and they had – below average amount of sacks. This this puzzle for me is is going to is going to fit, I think. I really think this is going to be the sleeper defense of the season. A lot of pedigree on that front four and obviously a good track record with that secondary. But they're also just in Indianapolis. They are in Indianapolis and they do There's have a very very average average offense. But look, you had um I'm sorry, what's his name? JB? What's his first and last name? The quarterback for the Colts? Jacoby uh, Brissett. Oh, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> sorry, you had Jacoby Brissett. And that this is a prime example of you don't have a good offense, the defense suffers. You have now replaced your average quarterback with a veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers. You've added a guy like Michael Pittman. The Colts are a slept-on team this year, and the ADP shows it. I mean... I'm taking advantage of it. You know, just I'm taking advantage of it all day long. They had 23 total takeaways last year. Mm-hmm. That's not that much. It's that, not. It's not that much. It's not. And then you throw in that they were in. Ugh. Then you throw in where they were on the defense with the sacks. It just to me, it just doesn't. It doesn't do it. It just. But at 218. At 218, you're telling me that's not worth a second. A, your backup defense. Backup defense, but why do you why do you have two defenses anyway? I like to take two defenses for a bye week. Yeah, are you no, kidding no, not, me? Not a bye week to to make sure. Because look, last year here here's my here's my theory. Here's my theory. Last year, I took the Bears in pretty much every single league I had. I wasted so a then ninth don't round. Take the same defense in every league. Well, that's that's also <laughs> that's that's not. Then the you're point not putting all your eggs in one basket. Okay, that's not the point. Let's just say I put them in one league. Okay, <laughs> I didn't take a secondary defense. I just took bench players. Okay, I'm not doing the same thing. I'm not going to be taking the top defense off the board. I'm going to be hedging my bet on my defense. So then hedge your bet on one defense. Well, that's not hedging a bet. That's putting it all so in. So you're going to take the number one defense and another? No. I'm taking the two, three, four, that group of defenses on top. So you're going to be the fool that takes two defenses by the 11th round? No, not by the 218. <laughs> you're not listening? 218. That's literally, I can get him with my last I, I stopped caring after you said you, you, you have two defenses. Look, people play it differently. Yeah. And I've won more recently than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did okay. you have two defenses that year? I didn't. I didn't. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I like the Colts. I do. Two eighteen. If you want to grab them with your last pick, they will probably be there at the end of the end of the draft, and especially as your backup. Yeah, of course, as your backup. Because then, because because then, when the you pick, like, if you pick defense. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, you're gonna have two great defenses week by week. What happens if they're both playing an easy opponent and one team goes off and one doesn't? You have too many decisions to make on a freaking defense. That's supposed to be the one position where you have zero worry. See, it's not really. I'm not. Here's the difference. I'm not taking my defense and going, okay, 
Pittsburgh has a bye week on week seven. So the Colts are going to be my week seven defense. No, I'm saying I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens or the Pittsburgh Steelers, ideally, in a perfect world. I'm taking either of those teams as my defense. Then, at the very end of the draft, when I literally have every other position filled and the only thing left is last spot on my bench, I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm seeing how they do the first three weeks of the season. Everybody in leagues with Max takes the, take the Colts before the last <laughs> round. <laughs> I mean, look, I wouldn't be shocked if they go as like the sixth defense off the board. If, yeah. if, if, I'm in a, if, if I'm in a league with people who know what they're don't, doing. I don't like that you called them. I don't like that you called them. I don't like that. I don't like that you have two defenses. Let's move on. Let's move on. I have another sleeper, and uh, you're not going to like it. But it's the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's I was I was thinking about them too. Yeah, here's another thing about the Chargers. Um, they have Tyrod Taylor. So when I said at the start of the show, defenses with bad offenses don't do well. This is literally the prime example. Okay, they have a very let's just say iffy chance of being a top fifteen offense. Okay. But with that being said, let's just take a look at what we have on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, we have a team. It's actually crazy. No, listen to me. Okay. They're probably, on paper, the most talented defense, but they have to prove it. Joey Bosa. Start right there. Let's not forget, Joey Bosa is an animal. He is probably a top five defensive end in the NFL, and that's always a good start. Okay? Then you have Melvin Ingram the third. On the other side, okay, so you could you could probably say the Chargers have two of the top ten defensive ends in, a, in the NFL. Would that be an unfair statement? Two of the top ten. Probably. Whatever order you want to put it in, you can put it in that order. But two of the top probably. ten. Nine and ten, sure, one and two, whatever. That's pretty impressive. Then you go to the linebackers. You got Denzel Perryman, Kenneth Murray. Not the greatest, not the worst. Nice, solid linebacker core. This is where it really gets me. The secondary. Chris Harris Jr., Derwin James, Casey Hayward Jr. Yeah, you just looked up at me because that's pretty surprising. No, it's because I haven't looked up at you in a while. Well, at the end of the day, that is one of the best secondaries in the NFL. I said it last year. Unfortunately, Derwin James got got hurt. Derwin James stays healthy. He has the same ability as a Jamal Adams. Okay, so if you're talking about a team with the potential top three safety, potential top two of the top ten cornerbacks, potentially, that's a stretch, a very big stretch. But then also two of the top ten defensive ends, on paper, a lot of potential. With, all, with that all being said, obviously you have the offense, big factor. But at 176, this could be your plan E or, an, or, or plan F. Let's just say, in the worst possible scenario, you don't get your top five defenses. This would be who I would lean on after that. Interesting. Yeah. And it's it's not – this is less of a call to draft them as the Indianapolis Colts, honestly. I think the offense is that big of a factor, but could have a bigger ceiling or a higher ceiling. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's that's me on the Chargers. What about you? Any other sleepers? Um, I really like Carolina this year. Ooh. I really really like Carolina this year. Interesting. I don't know what it is about them, but they always seem to just 
do it. So here's the thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick because we got like three, three minutes left. Okay. Um, they're going to be playing Tom Brady twice. Yep. They're going to be playing Drew Brees twice. Yep. They're going to be playing Matt Ryan twice. Yep. And that would be the only reason I don't pick them. Okay. Everything else, I, um, I can't argue it. They have some talent for sure. But I just I don't know something about them just it just I like their defense. Well, any specifics? They signed Bradbury or uh, Eli Apple yeah. lost Bradbury. I like their secondary. I like Kawan Short, Derek Brown. They drafted very well. Yes, and they drafted very very well, and they have Shaq Thompson, to hear Whitehead. I just I don't know Dante Jackson, Eli Apple. I just if there's a defense in that division that I think I think they're going to be the best defense in the division. Okay. And I think Teddy Bridgewater could do enough for them to hold. Better uh, than the Saints? Huh? Better than the Saints? I think so. I wow. cuz when I was thinking about where to put the Saints, I had them in breakouts, I had them in sleepers and I had them in my busts. I can't decide with them. <laughs> cuz one one week they'll look unstoppable, then the next week they'll be playing San Francisco giving up like 52 points. Yeah. So I I don't like inconsistency. Too inconsistent. I could stream a defense defense at that rate. Yeah. And probably find a better bet. No, uh, I'm, I'm. I I don't want to sell out and take New Orleans that or, or try and reach for them and take them. I mean, as of right now, two oh eight for New Orleans, a little later than you would expect, but. but and I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm, I'm I have with a you. feeling there's going to be other defenses available that I would trust more. I think Carolina ends up second in that division. I think Tampa Bay has a pretty good defense, but. At their draft value, they're they're going off. They're going undrafted, yeah. so you know and I'm, that could be a that could be a streaming option for I sure. Just, I don't know. I something about Carolina, and I know that they just changed their coach and stuff. But going I forward, mean, they could be very good. After I think, week ten, they're done with Tampa Bay. True. So that's good to know. A team that might be there and on the waiver wire later they on. Only, they play New Orleans week 17, so if your season's over week 16, you only have to worry about Drew Brees once. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. Didn't even realize that. I mean, they have Vegas, Tampa, the Chargers, we just talked about, Arizona. We don't know what Kyler Murray's going to do. Then they have Atlanta again, then Chicago, then New Orleans, then Atlanta. Then they're at Kansas City, then they have Tampa Bay. But then they got Detroit, Minnesota, and if no Dalvin Cook, we don't know. Could also be a late a late defense pickup or late year pickup if you're looking for a defense that's more of the thing yeah that's more along the lines of what i i i would agree with um probably late in the season waiver wire pickup i like that real quick before we go any busts um i got the rams oh i like that pick too i just think they lost too much and their division got a, a lot better with San Francisco still being relevant, Seattle still has Russell Wilson at quarterback and DK Metcalf another year, and Arizona just got DeAndre Hopkins, so they could hit on all cylinders, and you have to play them six times a year. No thanks. I do like that one. Um, I got Chicago. Yeah. At 149 ADP, it's a little much. Yeah, don't take the Rams. A little much. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. And we will be back Monday. Champions League edition, our first ever soccer podcast. Thank you, Alec, for being here. We will Thanks see you me. very, very soon, my friend. Until next time, peace.